Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your choice for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I'm joined today by Terry and Dave from uh, of Falcon Blues, but also of of something different. There's not, been a merger. Old Falcon Blues is what we're affecting. <laughs> it's a hybrid. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, grand old team. Uh, if you've ever been on the internet and you're an Everton supporter. You know what Grand Old Team is. If you want to go there and lurk, that's all the best Everton uh, arguments on the forum. That's I go for the forum because, honestly, it's it's hilarious. And there's really, really good comedy on there. But also some smart people who know who know Everton and know the sport. So it's a cool place. Uh, but, yeah, there's been a merger. Yeah. So, Dave, how are you liking the merger so far? It's been great. Um, it, it all started, really, from... Um, Paul, who obviously I uh, record with, is mates with Danny, who runs the Grand Old Team. They've been friends for a long time. Um, and you just felt like the, their content wasn't getting out as much as it should do. You know, they do their, uh, their after-game stuff with Adam. Uh, they used to have the podcast, which was really good as well. But it just felt like there wasn't enough content through the week for them. So being, being friends with Paul, um, Danny's asked us to come along and join up. And we were more than happy because... What that does for us is that increases our our reach. You know, we're we're still mm-hmm. relatively new, uh, still only like a year or so old. Still six, seven hundred followers. With that, with moving into Grand Old Team, we've we've done that nearly ten times the amount. So it's really good that's given us that opportunity to do a lot more. You know, we've done more stuff in the week. We start to do more live stuff, and we're you know we're doing stuff with Adam as well in the week, which is. Oh, sorry, on uh, match days, which we're enjoying. You know, it's, it almost gives us a bit of a new lease of life because Paul and I were getting a little bit stuck in a rust. Like, we'll, we'll record if we can be asked, which has been our, been our thing always from the start. We'll record if we want to, and we'll record if we feel like it. Now it's like, well, if we record, you know, we'll get we'll get views, we'll get comments, we'll get people talking about it, which is which is what we've wanted in the, from the beginning, really. And you know, we've only been been dealing with it about three weeks together. It's been great really good you know loads of loads of talking between us and you know there's all loads more stuff to come which is you know can only benefit everyone oh yeah that's what i was gonna say it's it's always really good uh i think the more of these more of the channels uh, that are out there the more everton content that's getting out there it can only be better for the club yeah you know it's generating more conversation and uh connecting that's the cool thing uh, so the idea of just connecting and we're all, some of us are from around the world and some of, some of y'all are, you're in the same, you know, time zone, zip code and whatnot. So, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, thanks, thanks so much, Dave, for coming on. Always, always awesome to talk to you. Yeah, uh, so, so we, we decided to, as a little intro for the pod here, we're going to talk, talk about whether the weekend was ruined by, by Friday night football. Uh, which is uh, has a little different definition where I'm from, but uh, yeah, uh, it was not was not a fun viewing experience. Terry, uh, I saw you post on Twitter, um, you know, using phrases that are not again not used here in North Carolina much. But I want to push it and make it happen. People need to be talking about their piss being boiled more often. <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm just saying, Terry. Terry just. Sometimes Terry has no problem just being super honest on the Twitters, and I gotta love it. I saw it, and I'm like, "Yes, Terry, yes." So, 
Terry, so did it ruin your full weekend or uh, did it stop short of Sunday? No, not the whole weekend. It certainly ruined the Friday night and the Saturday morning. But then I did the old uh, the old Jerry Classic and cleaned my way out of frustration on the Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Got all the housework done and sort of uh, got rid of all that energy. And then um, about Saturday night and beyond, I've, I've, I've been okay. And uh, to be honest, some of the other results have, uh, have helped along the way. You know, seeing... Uh, you know, the way Man United lost um, was quite, you know, it took a bit of this thing out going, oh, that must be even worse, you know. And um, some of the other teams who, who were, you know, up there and, you know, in and around the top six, they didn't win either. So it doesn't change any thoughts on our game, but it puts a little bit more perspective and I don't feel as bad now. Oh, yeah, after, after Spurs, I've been telling... You know, Bennett, my seven-year-old, he he left to go hang out with my parents. And I said, don't worry, Spurs are going to crush this. Uh, you know, it won't even be competitive. He comes home, he's like, what is the score? And I'm like, well, it, it actually looks like Newcastle's winning 1-0. It looks like they're going to win. No, they're not. You know, he was just... <laughs> I was like, yes, I look like an idiot. Yes, that's why you never predict Premier League stuff. Especially if it's not your team. Never, ever. It was just, ah, uh, yeah. So I was... And I... And my, one of my buddies is a Spurs supporter, and he had been giving me flack about Friday. I'm like, well, you guys lost at home, didn't you? In that brand, brand new stadium? Yeah? So it's, it was nice to be able to throw it at somebody else because I'm so used to catching it from everybody else. Uh, I, it, it, messed my, it messed up my, I will say, uh, Friday evening, Saturday, because it was rainy here, that my, my kids weren't playing any games because everything was rained out. But then Sunday I got to watch my kid play more, and he had a good one, so... It, it was, I felt better, uh, Dave. You, you, I think you mentioned that you were you were okay same day. I, I was over it. I mean, the good thing about this merger with the grand old team now is we've started doing live chats, and we we did what we decided. I, I missed the first half because I was trying to put a three year old to bed, so I, I wasn't in the yeah. best of moods anyway. Once the second half started, so we done we done a post pre match, which was great. It all went through fine. Then I had to put my little girl to bed. That was just a nightmare. So second half, I'm like, right, can't get any worse. It did. So we thought, right, we're going to have to go live now and just get everyone on board and just like just let everyone vent. It was all, it was almost like therapy, live therapy. It was amazing. And then by eleven o'clock, by the time we finished the live recording, I was like, I'm over this. Everyone's vented. I've had a vent for a good hour, which I would normally do in the pub anyway. And you know, I was like, and in the words of Teddy, I will not let this boil my piss any further. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't let it happen. We've, I've, I've been off. I was off Friday as well, so I wanted a nice four-day week, uh, four-day weekend. And like, no, you are not ruining my weekend ever, not at all. So I was over it by eleven o'clock. I got up Saturday morning and felt like, yeah, fine. I look on Twitter and I was like, I'm logging off for the day. I'm, I'm just avoiding Twitter, any social media, because Everton fans are just not happy at all today. So Twitter, Twitter was a wasteland. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It was festering on Saturday, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I had to avoid it myself, which is not my usual, my usual routine. I'm usually live on Twitter, but I couldn't. So I was like, no, I need to not think about this game, not think about it more. I'd been talking to. Uh... Toffee Blues John about uh, you know I normally don't post a lot of my Everton views on Twitter because I uh, I'm really obsessive I have obsessive tendencies and so it takes me like a while to craft a tweet if that makes sense 
It's like you write, then you rewrite, then you're like, no, oh, I'm just, I'm not even going to tweet at all. And then an hour later, okay, I'm going to do it now. No. So I'm trying to become less obsessive, right? And I told John, I'm like, you know what? When the Villa game's over, I'll, I'll, I'll share some views, whatever, just to see. And when I watched that game, I was like, nope, this is not the one. This is not, <laughs> this would be the worst one. Picky bottles, definitely. Yes. Yeah, that is, so, Yeah. Hence, not a lot uh, from me on that one, but uh, it'll be coming. Um, so anyway, we've survived. Everybody survived. You know, I'm assuming some Twitter accounts didn't survive when they were being vicious this weekend. But, you know, hey, it happens. All right? This is the way it works. But we're all we're all hanging in there. I do wish I had had some booze Friday night. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I did not. I had none left in the house, and I didn't feel like going anywhere, so... That sucked. Uh, yeah, from now on, though, just always got some. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love how Dave immediately has has a swig. <laughs> as soon as I mentioned, like, you mean like this, man? Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, so if we cut to, the, cut to a break once you finish recording, I can go downstairs and get another one, so I'm okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in my office. Yeah. <laughs> So if there's liquor in there, it's not supposed to be. So let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we actually need to to get to the show here, which, you know, I think it'd be pretty pretty seamless for what we're talking about now anyway. But I'll go ahead and, uh, for the pod, give an intro, uh, quick, quick synopsis of what's happening on this show. Starting off with uh, Extra Time show, Aston Villa. Uh, talk about the Villa loss. It was, yeah shit that's the best way to say it we'll talk more we'll say more words than that though in just a minute uh and then we'll go go 442 we're going to talk about uh should everton go for 442 if you were watching if you're actually watching the game on friday you noticed that uh marco was like screw it let's go 442 it didn't happen it didn't yield anything but there were some sparks and i think it gave some people some ideas some fanciful notions, if you will, about what uh, what Everton might do in the future. So we're going to talk about that. And we'll do a quick little discussion of the upcoming uh, Lincoln match. I think it's Wednesday. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we'll do a quiz. Do a quiz. All right. Uh, starting 11 quiz. A game from the past. We're going we're gonna to flash back and have these guys try to tell me who started and who subbed in uh, one of Everton's games from the, uh, I'll give you a hint, it was from a game before 2010. So, yes. Steve Watson. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I can't count that answer yet, but I'm just saying. (laughs) All right, all right. So, no clues, though. No spoilers, no spoilers. All right, so... Let's do, uh, let's talk Extra Time Show. Um, if you were living under a rock, you're lucky. You didn't see it. <laughs> uh, 2-0 loss to Villa. Uh, Everton started off not so bad. Um, Villa pulled off a, a little kind of a counter. Michael Keane decided he would just watch Wesley cut behind the, slice behind the defense. And uh, Wesley put it past Pickford. Um and it really was uh, was crap the whole rest of the way. Really sloppy game. Uh, just just an ugly. It's just the worst way if you're like, hey, I want you to support Everton. Watch this game. That was not the game to show people at all. Um, so, Dave, let's let's have you start uh, start a little bit. Um, you know, I I want to start. Do you have any positives? You got anything positive? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no. 
there was no. there, there wasn't there wasn't anything really to take out of that game, Sandy. It was it was just, it was just one of those just a shit day at the office, really. That's 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 all you can really put it down to. It's still players trying to get back up to speed after preseason and after the close season and everything else. How do you how do you deal with Everton? Sometimes it's amazing, isn't it? You just don't, you just don't know what you just don't fucking expect from them. That's the worst thing about it. No. But you, I looked at that game and it was Everton can go top. Jack Grealish hasn't hasn't won a Premier League game since he last slashed someone in Peaky Blinders. You know, it was all these weird things that were just a whole mix of like, this is not going to be Everton's day. Everton will not go top, and Jack Grealish, if he plays, can win in this game. It was just one of those nights where it was like, yeah, just write Everton off completely. Doesn't matter what we couldn't we could play well, we'd lose, we could play shit if we lost. It was just a horrible day overall. There was, there was nothing really positive to take out of it. And you know, hearing the news pre-game that uh, the Bamman was gonna be out and yeah. <clears throat> was going even longer. And everyone's going, Oh shit, he's gonna put Schneiderlin and Gomez back in and you know it's Calvert Lewin's up front. It all just seemed to just meld into one big blob of crap in the end and I couldn't you couldn't really put a positive on it. So no, sorry. <laughs> I have one positive. One. All right. Seamus Coleman taking that cre- free kick and taking out Trezeguet's legs. That's about it. Why that was nice. That, that, I, I just don't get that at all. He he got carded. I, I get Trezeguet maybe being carded. He was right in front of him, but they carded Coleman too and what did he do? Played played football. Yeah. He played the game. That was more from that though, more snide like that. I'm, I'm all up. I'm all yeah. up for that definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, Terry, I'm gonna give you uh, the tasty choice, the tasty pick of uh, talking about who who struggled the most. I think Dave got it in one there. It was just such a bad day at the office. There was good players playing terribly, and 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 Andre Gomez is a baller who is key to our team but he was having an atrocious night he, honestly he probably couldn't find team bus to go home he was just that everything was going wrong for him he was putting it out of play he was misplacing passes he, he did the one thing I'll give to him though is he didn't hide he wanted the ball all the time but he was he was coming too deep he had Schneiderlin going beyond him and it's like that's not your role but uh, I, I don't know I mean I think I don't think I think Michael Keane had a bad game as well. He left that Wesley bully him all game. Um don't think um I think Sigurdsson once again had a very good game. Um he was just anonymous for you know, you, you need him you need him in games like that to stand up and do something and you know, you know, make a difference and he's just he may as well not been on the pitch. Um Calvert Lewin wasn't great. I mean I, I'm not yeah, one of the people who's super anti Calvert Lewin, but how could you argue with any of the people who are after you know missing you know that chance? That, I mean, it's always harsh to take a still frame of a of a anything in a football match, but it's doesn't doesn't do him any favors. That still frame that went around Twitter where he's got like the whole half of the goal to hit it at, and he hits it right at where the players are. Yeah, I mean, if you could pick one. One performance which was worse than the rest, it probably would be, unfortunately, Andre Gomez. But we'll see. Like he's obviously uh, he's got big, big um, job on his hands now with Gabamon's injury. He's going to have to be the main man in, in midfield, which you know he, he already was creatively. But you know he's going to probably have a rotating cast of um, 
characters next to him for the couple of months of the season. You know, it's up to the other players to establish themselves next to Gomez now. There's no chance he's not going to play with uh, Gabamon injured. So uh, I got a couple more talking points I want to hit. One of them you started to get into was, was DCL, and that was my, my, my next gift to Dave was to be able to talk about DCL next. Um, it's, been, it's been really, I think it's been the most popular talking point uh, that where you see on social media, people just really laying in to DCL. How much do you feel like that is warranted, Dave, and how much is overreaction? Is it just normal, justified reaction? How are you feeling about that? He's a he's a good player. He's just I just don't think he's a striker. I think I think that's how I'm looking at it now. You know, he's got plenty of work rate in him, loads of running, loads of lo, loads of tackling, loads of you know winning aerial challenges and stuff like that. That just couldn't knit the bands over the banjo, unfortunately. And I just don't think if he's not doing it now, he's not going to do it. You know, I was looking on Twitter and they're going, "Oh, we've got to give him more time. You give him more time." Why not give Cenk Tosin this time as well? You know, if a player, it, it was it 10, 11 games since he scored, or more, is it? Something like that since he scored, uh, scored a goal. You know, if someone like Cenk Tosin is given that time and given those appearances rather than coming from the bench and, you know, trying to find his foot in the game. Calvin Lewin, yeah, for all his work, rate, brilliant. But if he's if not putting, if, he, if his job is a striker and he's not putting the ball in the net, You've got a call, you've got cause for concerns, you know. We, he's got now got Keen uh, breathing down his neck, who in the last couple of games has put seems to have put more in in the final third than Calvert-Lewin has in quite some time. Um, that my opinion, obviously. Um, Tosin is probably ready to come back into train from training. I think I think give Tosin even a chance now, and probably going on to what you're talking to later on about the four four two and stuff like that. Does. Does that help Calvert-Lewin? Does that hinder him? We don't know. But I think a lot of it is overreacting, I think, because of how we how badly we were on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Friday. Pre-Watford, you know, we got the results. We played so-so. And everyone was happy and just said, oh, yeah, everyone did well. Everyone was going, Gomez had a stormer and things like this. I think with Calvert-Lewin, though, I think he probably needs maybe a bit of time away from the side. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not completely drop, but put on the bench for the period and giving someone else a go. You know, if strange things have happened, he might might make himself more of an impact sub for the period. Yeah, uh, I think we could see that coming up as soon as uh, Silver feels like. Uh, I think Keen Keen's uh, fitness is up to par. I think we might see that. Um, I, I, I agree. I think some of it's harsh, the stuff that's being said about DCL. I think it's harsh. Um, we're not talking about a 17 or 18-year-old, though. He's older than that. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a, and uh, there are very good quality players who are putting the ball in the net with regularity who are his age and even younger. Uh, it does appear at this point that, there, that he does have uh, kind of, I don't know if it's the equivalent of writer's block. You know what I mean? It's like he's just sort of he's just he's got something blocking up and preventing it. I and I I've always said give him time; it's going to come. Um, it's but a miss a miss like that is pretty indefensible. I can't defend that. I mean he he had the whole left side of the goal, the whole left side of the goal. You know I I my my seven year old again was 
playing around with our friend's phone, watching highlights of the game instead of eating dinner at a pizza restaurant. He's watching Everton highlights, and I hear him just going, Oh, DCL, how can you miss that? Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and he's and, and I'm just like, I know, man. Yeah. I know. I was like, stop it, though. Stop talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. But I'm equally, and, and what I feel like deserves equal attention is our inability to create chances, to create more chances yeah. than this. That's that's what I feel like is not getting the Twitter hate. And it, it really, it's not getting the social media hate. But nobody's out there saying, hey, look, we sat there and pushed it up the flanks all game long and sat there and, and just bombed balls in and, uh, you know, didn't really try to go anywhere other than the sides till later on in the game. It was just really predictable. And we're just not creating enough chances. And if we're if DCL has one clean look on goal, real in in, in all reg, you know it would be a perfect world. He cl- he cleans up on that and he and he takes care of that. But we got to be creating more than that. You know, I mean, somebody our center mids are letting us down big time right now when it comes to creation. You know, I think Sancho's couple of players was just a mess, like Schneider and Gomez and Sigurdsson. Just didn't know where they were all meant to be, and 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 you know credit where it's due. You were saying nobody picked up on how predictable the play was. El Pavote, Andy, he was saying that like on Twitter. Oh, he wide. did. Yeah, he was going every Good. single time we get the ball, it's just going out wide and being crossed in, and it's dead predictable, dead easy to defend against. But that was be- it, honestly the middle sort of trio was so messed up and didn't and was so disjointed that they couldn't really do anything else, and it was. This is what frustrated I think supporters the most because let's be Villa weren't even that good. Villa didn't play well. They just literally made the most of the one or two chances they got, and Everton just you know missed two sitters, knit the post, and just you know made things difficult for themselves. And that's what I mean. If you get beat by a good team or a team that's ruthless, then then whatever. But Aston Villa weren't even that good. Everton were just endeavouring to be worse. We just need to sort it out. We need it. tactically that needs to you know need to change. We can't just go down down the flanks every single time because it's it's people are getting wise to it. Team teams are studying us and just going well if you if you let them cross and just mop it up you know they've only got one striker in the box anyway. So DCL is not going to be three people who who is in the box against them with Sigurdsson coming in late. It's just not going to happen. I think I was just going to say then I think Calvert-Lewin needs to be a bit more selfish. He's, do, he's doing a lot of work that midfielders should really be doing as well. You know, he's coming deep, he's winning the ball, he's laying it off, and then he's moving. I think he should just be thinking, right, okay, I'm going to be a striker for a bit. I'm going to, I'm just going to go along. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait for the opportunity. I'm going to let you do the work because the midfield should be doing that. I know what you're saying about you know a lot of midfields actually gone missing, but then that's that's because Calvert Lewin is mopping up for them. You know, if Calvert Lewin is being yeah. a, and not being in that position. Then it's like, well, hang on, we actually actually have to do some work here, and you know, get Amy paycheck for the change, you know. And, and it's also the fact that Sigurdsson is not dropping very deep at all either. You know what I mean? He may be what you're talking about mopping up. He may be literally be mopping up for Sigurdsson because Sigurdsson's approaching that role more as a second striker, right? Yeah. So, ugh. it's weird because we were talking about it last time about how DCL is a appears to sort of be a system striker. You know, he's, his pressing is good. His, his hold-up play has gotten awesome. It's really strong, all right? Mm-hmm. His passing is good for the most part. 
And I've, I've seen people saying that they don't think DCL offers anything. And I got to disagree. I do think he offers some things. But the one thing he needs to be offering is the thing his position should be offering. And there's some players, that's all they do. They touch the ball and it's a goal. Some people, that's some players, that's how they, that's how they play that position. So uh, the, the, you were asking earlier, why doesn't Tosin get a run? And I think that the vibe that I've gotten is that DCL fits Silva's mold more of the type of – because Tosin doesn't have enough speed. Tosin's mm. not fast, you know. But there are times when you need someone who is more of a uh, – I, I hesitate to say clinical, but it's sort of clinical – a one-touch scorer. And that's what Tosin was known as before he came in mm. to us. God, yeah. Um, anyway, frustrating. I will say Iwobi looked solid when he came in. Yeah. Iwobi looked all right, you know, approaching the game a little differently. I think he's going, it was nice. he's going to be a good competition for Sigurdsson. Yeah. Well, when you asked Dave at the beginning about, like, positives from the game, I, the first thing I thought was Iwobi and Keane. Because Iwobi at the post and Keane put it on a plate for Walcott, who did what Walcott does. Um and but those two and immediately you got to think yeah they need to be in the team like like above who anyone take your pick because the two of them looked completely different and just on Keane like I think no one in the world thought for a second that he wasn't going to come in and replace Calvert-Lewin I think Calvert-Lewin had this opportunity at the beginning of the season before the international break whereas yeah Keane's come in but he's really young and he's in a new country in a new league and you know going to have to adjust, he's going to have to come off the bench uh, and if you play well, then you'll keep him on the bench and Calvin Lewin up to now hasn't really done it so I, I don't think there's much chance uh, of him retaining his position once Keane's fit. I think Keane will be the main striker and Calvin Lewin will have to start coming off the bench and then it's on Keane to keep the shirt then, which is what ideally you want that in every position but Calvin Lewin hasn't used this opportunity where Keane isn't ready yeah. to, to stake his claim. He's it's not all his fault. He hasn't really had a lot of chances in the in the first two games, but it, that that guilt edge one of like, yeah, that's why we bought another striker because we need those goals to be scored. We need we need that to be put in the um, the left hand side of the goal and for you to wheel away celebrating. Yeah, yeah he puts that ball away. This is a completely different conversation, and that's the worst thing. Yeah. It, it, that's football such a game of chance. It's like it, Lewin scores that, Walcott scores that. We are having this discussion. Do you know what I mean? I think I think Calvert Lewin needed that goal. You know, he, it's so unfortunate, but he needed that goal for his confidence. For yeah, I think he'd have scored that. He'd have gone on, he'd have gone on to score more. This he probably play on Wednesday. He might not do now at this at this rate. But you know, if he'd have put that ball away, it's a different story. Same with same with um, Walcott. It's weird. Yeah, the Walcott one really bugged me. I'm like, how do you not bring that down? Mm. You know, that was a really tough ball to handle. You know, how do you not bring that down? Uh, and DCL's chance was a lot easier to handle. You know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, those were – the Awobi shot was, was nice. Uh, and and I, I almost didn't expect him to even put it on frame at all. You know, the way he was kind of slicing through. That was that was a good – it, His movement. Yeah. His movement to Obi was like watching a different team. Like nobody was like moving like he was. Like he was moving between the lines. He was, you know, making himself an option. Gomez wasn't finding him either. He, there was there was times where um, Iwobi's making himself available for the pass, and Gomez was just going, "Now nah, I'm going to take it out wide, or I'm going to move it to Walcott or Richarlison or whatever." But um, 
excuse me. I, I, on a different night, those two subs they could have had a goal and an assist. Like they could, you know, keen for an assist, and it won't be if that goes in off the post. And we're talking again about a completely different game, but just one of those games. Like it was a just like everything for the game. Like like Dave said, with the you know the going top and the Jack Grealish thing, and it's like, yeah, we're not winning this game. I'm just surprised um, it wasn't worse. I'm surprised not. You know, we didn't get more injuries because that's just our luck sometimes. I've been trying so hard not to buy into those streaks when everybody's like, oh, this streak is happening, this streak is happening, this means we're going to lose. I'm trying not to buy into that. I'm trying to think, no, we're bucking all that stuff. We're getting past it. And I and, and I didn't pay attention to it this time. I was like, nah, nah. And then it happened. I was like, damn it. You could have put your house uh, Do what? You could have put your house on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm trying not to not to think like that. I'm trying not to, but uh it's hard it's hard when when Everton sometimes just proves you like that you should be pessimistic. Yeah. Like you should have been. You know, they're just crushing your idealism. <laughs> That's one loss to Villa at a time. Uh, all right. So anything else on this one, guys? No. Fuck off that. Yeah. <laughs> Less said the better. Can we, can we figure it out? It's over it last week. I'm still over it now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, Dave mentioned earlier, he mentioned 442. We are going to do a video segment here in a little bit, or a, 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 not just a video segment, a segment here uh, about Everton possibly going 442 the way they did late in the Villa match. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, if you've been digging the videos, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, if you want more Dave, Dave uh, is also uh, rocking the, the grand old team Fal- Falcon Blues merger. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, there's, it's a lot of content. So he and Paul are doing a lot of work there. Uh, so, yeah, give them views. Give them love. Yeah. I know you're probably doing it anyway, but whatever. Uh, uh, and if you want more Terry, every once in a while he shows up on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. So uh, check out his uh, his wonderful words there. And as always, if you see him in public, big hugs. He's a hugger. Terry, right. I've seen you on the train a few times on your way into town. I know I, know I have all on, the way, all on the way home, <laughs> like 5 o'clock on a, on a, on a, after <laughs> If I see if I see you tomorrow, I'm, I'm giving you a hug. I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bill, I, Bill, Bill, I so want Bill. this to be a thing. Nigerian <laughs> show. Like people are actually hugging me in the street now. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited when my weird little brain children come to life. All right, so <laughs> that is awesome. All right, so uh, yeah, so I guess that's it. Uh, come on back for the next segment, and uh, we'll be here. So bye. I'm Jerry, sitting here with uh, with Dave from the Falcon Blues slash Grand Old Team slash, I don't know, uh, BuzzFeed, Pornhub. I don't know what else you do, Dave. I feel like you're everywhere. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, and also, as usual, Terry, uh, and uh, for those of you listening, the guy has got on a dazzling 
fun shirt. Both of these guys are, are I, I feel underdressed. All right, Dave's rocking this amazing uh, Columbia shirt uh, from, I mean, it, it looks, I, I've wanted it for a while. And Terry just looks like he's ready to party. Just saying. Well, in, in the farmer's tan. Oh, that's right. All right. The gnarly, gnarly farmer's tan, and I've still got the sunglasses on, not on my face, but on my shirt from earlier in the day that I forgot to take off that Dave's just reminded me, but I'm going to go with it. Consistency between the videos, if I take them off, it'll look like, you know, it's CGI and stuff, that we, we, we pipe things in and we don't do that. It's I all really, raw. I wish we were cutting away from you so that every time we cut back to you, you could have another pair of glasses, like, pinned on to a different area of your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, wait, wait. Or start switching your glasses, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. There's a scene in an, um, in an Alan Partridge special where he's interviewing somebody while he's treading water, but he can't really do it, and he's really struggling. And, like, whenever he asks the questions, it cuts away to him, clearly in a different, ta- like, a different pool, <laughs> like, speaking normally, standing upright. And then when it cuts back to the answers, he's, like, you can hear him struggling off camera. <laughs> I need a lot more Alan Partridge in my life. I, 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 I've only had a little, and I need a lot more. Everything I've seen, I'm like, holy hell. Uh, huge fan of that, uh, <laughs> his like World Cup commercial thing that he did. The, that was a goal. That, that thing is, me and my wife watch that over and over again. That's, no. <laughs> What's the breakdown? Think of how he does the World Cup. Like, how, how it all, how each team plays this team. And it's like the spinny cog thing with arrows on it it's fantastic I'm trying, just trying to get past the arrows and everything. watch it it's brilliant the whole thing oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting a lot of that I need more of that damn and I, I actually was thinking but the glasses thing I thought about uh, Moss in IT crowd where he's like let me put on my slightly larger glasses right? Talk, <laughs> talking about because he's like that's a plan you know the, the, trying to hear the new plan oh it's so good uh so, all right, enough. This wasn't supposed to be an intro segment. We're just talking. We're making chit-chat. <laughs> uh, so uh, we did a formation segment last week. Terry and I, we talked about uh, what we thought was a likely, seg- uh, a likely formation for, for Everton, for Silva to run, uh, 4-3-3. Because uh, it seemed like that's where some of our transfers had been, you know, heading, and that seemed like what, what was maybe going to happen. And then last, last match... Uh, yeah, Silva's like, you know what? We need some goals. Let's go four four two, which I think did he has he done this this year already? I feel like he did it in one other game, briefly. I don't know. Anyway, beside the point. Regardless, uh, we ended up with Keane and DCL playing uh, playing the two. Um, so I guess, guys, uh, the real question is: Is four four two a realistic possibility? from the get-go, like from the outset of a game? Or is this one of those that's really just more of a, hey, we need a goal really late, so let's throw another striker up there kind of thing? Um, Dave, you started last time. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Party, uh, Captain Fiesta. What do you what do you got, Capitan? Um, I mean, I, I think we sort of are playing it um, on unofficially because Sigurdsson at the minute is playing so high up the pitch that he, he's sort of like a second striker and the wide players are tucked back. So it is like 4-4-2, but with not two orthodox strikers. From the start and in the traditional sense, like like you're referring to with DCL and, and um, Wies Keane, 
that'd be great for both strikers. They like all strikers usually will benefit from having a partner, you know, because Calvert Lewin will have someone to you know feed the ball to and to run on through balls and flick ons, and Moise Keane will find more space because there's Cal- there's Calvert Lewin up alongside him. But I don't think we've got the centre midfield to play that. Like we, you need a lot more energy in your centre midfield to cover the ground without after losing the extra man. If we had, um, for argument's sake, the likes of um, Gabamon and if we still had a Jesse Gay, like a number six and an energetic tackler, that's the kind of um, centre mid pair I think would work with a four four two, and then the creativity can just come from out wide or feeds into the strikers. But with the players we've got, we we need like a, a sort of midfield unit. You know, Andre Gomez is crucial to how we play because you know he always he recycles the ball. And um, now with Kabam and injured, we're looking to Schneiderlin, Tom Davies, Fabian Delph um, to sort of partner him and get something going. Two of that group, I don't think it's going to be enough if there's no other you know player in front of them because when it comes to defending. Andre Gomez is not the best defensively, and you know players midfielders tend to go past them. So you would literally overload the other centre midfielder if you didn't have an um, a number ten who can tuck back when defending. So I think it's great in theory, but in practice, other teams would exploit our centre midfield position, which wouldn't suit uh, that formation for who we have. So way to go, Terry! You blew my main first question which was, will this work centrally in terms of midfield? Because I was concerned about that. Because I'm totally <laughs> concerned about that. You said that, and I was just like, you know, because I don't know. I don't know. But the weird thing is, and I, and I swear I'm not going to talk forever, Dave. You will get on this. But, <laughs> but uh, I feel like uh, you, know, you think about DCL and Tosin. There's two strikers, and even Richarlison, two stri- three strikers that people have said in the past – uh, hey, they're not solo strikers. They need to play with a second striker. You know what I mean? They need to play with another one up top to help them out. People used to say that all the time about Jink Tosin when he first came to the league. He needs another player up there. And I've heard something similar with, uh, with DCL. Think about how good he combines with other players. He's a good passer, gets his head up. That could actually be, be solid. Um, but yeah, and so it's weird. It's like we have this combination of, of strikers that could work really well if you interchange them. I mean, you've got about four different ones that could do that. But who's actually behind it and can, could we handle it? I feel like we'd be potentially really vulnerable in the middle. It's, it's, it, you know, not just me feel. Terry feel. We all feel <laughs> that this is possibly the case. Um, Dave, Dave, what are your thoughts on this nonsense? <laughs> you said it. It's nonsense. <laughs> I, no, I feel what you were saying. You know, it's, it, it's a struggle without... The, you know, we, we've left an Idrissic A-sized hole in that midfield, and that's been the problem. I think had Gabamon not been injured, you know, he, he's, straight in, he's straight in against Villa there, and, you know, you could potentially have that 4-4-2 kind of formation, but not, not the whole game, maybe for the period where we're chasing it. Um, I can't see us playing that for 90 minutes. That, I think that'd be physically impossible for us because, as Terry said, you know, the likes of Spurs, the Red Shife, completely overrun yet in midfield pace and you know just passing movement from from those sides they just pass it out pass it out pass, it, pass themselves out of trouble and you know the ball's gone and then they're on they're on the attack and we're struggling um i think more than anything it's all about the top two who you're going to play as well because 
I think you're going to need someone, if you're going to play a, a two like that, you're going to make bring it back into a five almost by bringing the Charles in. So I think if it was going to be a two up front, it would have to be someone who's got who's willing to put in the legs, like the Charleston, who's willing to take a step back and run, run through the midfield, that kind of thing. But then it just goes back to being a four-five-one again, and that's the problem because we haven't got those legs in midfield anymore. If you had Gay, as Teddy pointed out, yeah, you had Kabaman, brilliant. You know, even against Watford, um. Kabaman and Gomez linked up really well. You know, plenty of running from Kabaman, plenty of tackling, giving Gomez the freedom to make the long runs, make, make, make himself available, put into space. But when the ball was coming back, we struggled. You know, um, look at Dean's bombing on and he's having to bomb, and he's come straight back again because the ball was just getting lofted over the midfield and we were, we were isolated. So, without the, without the right players, I don't think it would work at the moment, not with this Everton side. The last really successful exponent of the 4-4-2, like, who really made it work, was Leicester, in this league at least, it was Leicester's title-winning team. And they played 4-4-2 every week, but who did they have in centre midfield? In Golo Kante and Danny Drinkwater. You need players with that silly level of energy to play 4-4-2 in this league because they're going to come up against threes constantly in midfield. And, you know, obviously... Kante is the you know the equaliser in that scenario. You can have you know three midfielders versus him on his own. I'm sure he'd do all right. But we we haven't we haven't got that play. We did have and and but obviously we didn't have the strikers at that time. It's just unfortunate that you know we've not really had both of the required two you know pieces to play it. But no, I don't I don't think four four two would suit it. The players, the only ones who'd benefit from that are the the two strikers you'd play, but the rest of the team would suffer. Yeah, uh, Toffee Blues John made me, you know, made me. He's forcing me. There's a gun. No, so <laughs> he's pointed right at me. No, basically he's, he wanted me to make sure that I mentioned the idea of Richarlison and Keane up front. Richarlison, uh, I think we're not seeing as many goals from Richarlison this season. Um, and he, he's, he had some opportunities. He's had some opportunities, especially, you know, with his head. Uh, he's put it over every time. Um, but uh, we're talking about a player who does have the legs, like you mentioned, Dave. Richarlison does have that. Um, and it's going to get him closer to the goal. That's the thing. He's having to work really hard to get close enough to get any kind of shot. Which uh, So uh, it's hard to, hard to disagree with you guys because the players who would benefit are the strikers. Um, it's almost like, are we going to try to outscore everybody? And I just don't see Silva trying to do that. Um, so he may throw it on there as a tactical shift late in the game if we absolutely need something. But, yeah, and, and I don't even know if that's helping us to – I mean, that still continues to push the creativity out wide. Yeah. So our attacks aren't really going inward very much at that point either. So it's – I don't know. It's it's. I think we still – we're going to run into a lot of the, some similar problems depending on who's playing wide for us. That's the key. Who's who's on the wings? So, I was I was just writing it down before while we were talking, and it's a combination of Richardson and Bernard, Richardson and Awobi. It will be out on the right with Bernard in that midfield, and then you know it's a whole host of who you decide on the on the attack. Is it Calvert Lewin and Richardson? Is Calvert Lewin and Keane? Is it Tolson and Calvert Lewin? 
you know, it's it's all it's all about where you where are you going to lose that pace? Where are you going to where are you going to lose? Where are you going to win the battle as well? So essentially, what we're saying is we're thinking that four four two, although it's different, it would sort of be like change for the sake of change, you know, and uh, and it's and it would put us in some really compromising defensive positions. And some of the exact same situations would potentially rear its head. However, it would be good for some certain players to actually. I, I do think we'd score more goals. You know, but it, I think it just creates different problems, as do these guys. Uh, anything else on this, gents? Don't do it. <laughs> I'd like to see four four uh, four three three before I saw four 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 two because I think we've got more of the players to suit that. Um, Four four two. Well, when he goes four four two, Silver goes four four two in games. It's more of a four two four, and he's really angry that we're losing every time we're every time we need to score. He's him just go. You know what? Just put two in midfield and hit the forwards every time. It's like his angry formation. Additionally, going four three three from the beginning, from the beginning. You know what I mean? Popping four three three when we're behind makes doesn't make. It would be an odd decision to make. You know, um, so, all right. Well, uh, so yeah, these guys hate the idea of going four four two from the beginning. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I, I, I agree with them. I think it's a little too risky. Yeah. But just remember that they hate it. Hate it. It's, up, it's on Twitter. It's up, it's up. I'm starting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it, on my fourth and blues chat, you can do, you can speak to him. On, I'll speak to him about that. Not me. Don't answer. <laughs> no, uh, it, uh, that was that was just me messing around, trying not to take the heat. <laughs> but yeah, I'll throw my hat in with these guys. I agree with them. All right. This is a pod exclusive segment. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, League Cup match coming up this Wednesday uh, at Lincoln City. Uh, the Imps, which I think uh, actually a decent a decent amount of uh, football fans in America know about Lincoln City only because of their like the fact that they're the Imps and their their logo, their badge, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of great in a very like I designed it and drew it myself kind of way. <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, but, uh, so the question is, I think our, our, our topic of discussion, this is not going to be a legit big preview. I think there's, there's just a, a, an overriding conversation that needs to be had about how we approach early league cup matches. All right. Or FA cup matches, just cup matches in general. Uh, people really want to see our best players place or some people do because they want to go ahead and make sure we advance in the cup because they're ready for some silverware. They don't want to, don't want to see us, you know, lose to some side we really shouldn't be losing to, um, which happens often in the cup for us, in a lot of the cups, all the cups for us, essentially. So uh, uh, let's start with Dave on this one. Um, let's talk about what you would prefer, and then let's talk about what you think Silva's going to do. Best players or uh, save them for the league uh, and deal with the consequences? Full strength squad. But for me, we're not going to win the league, so let's 
balls out the bath. We've got to go for a cup. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to have a cup run, and we've got to have a cup win. And we've got to get rid of this who's who of not winning the league cup. You know, we've got to get this who's who of not winning something in twenty odd plus years, which is really pissing everyone off. That team that played on Friday night does not deserve a night off, in my view. And that that should be the that should be the side that plays to go and redeem themselves. That is a a very uh, it's almost like you you work for the club like you're on the management it's, it's team. You know what I mean? Ali cry. <laughs> it was it was very like uh, no I saw them no no it's, it's like you it, honestly it's like you're tied to the club you know if I if I was coaching I would be pissed off at that performance you know what I mean I would said no you don't get a day off are you kidding me so yeah I I understand that I can't, I can't see Silver doing it though I think I mean I was just before we, we came on to record then reading the Lossel is has a has a knock but is in contention to start which yeah. I think is. Pathetic, really. I don't. I don't see the point in giving. If we were playing well in the league, yeah, I'd say give players the break and give the you know give the fringe players the benefit and giving them the opportunity. But I just think at this point, it's too early in the season to be saying, okay, well, it is the league. Is the league cup? We're not going to be too asked about it. But if we're not going to win the league, then what's the point in being in in the league? playing football just go you want to win something so go and win something as early as possible so for me as, as I said I don't think any of them should I think the same 11 should start might be in contention with a couple of changes but nothing nothing that would cause me to say to start moaning about it you know it's like the odd one or two changes and go for it right on all right Terry how are you feeling about this? Same questions for you. I mean, I, I agree with Dave. Like we, we need to, we need to attack these cups. We every season, like if you're going to win the league or you're going for the league, fair enough. You can play weakened teams in the cups. If you're gonna, if you're in Europe and you, you you've got designs on playing well in Europe, you can sort of like rotate in the cups. Or if you've got genuine relegation fears, you can you know not take the cups seriously because you need to rest. You need to keep your players fresh for the relegation fight. Everton are too good to have any realistic, you know, fears about going down. Um, we are not going to win the league. Okay, we've got an outside chance of getting in the European places, but I would rather get in the Europa League through winning a cup. I think winning a cup would be huge for the club and get that monkey off our back. It, you know, it would just cure a lot of ills. And it's the same. The same applies to the likes of, um, you know, that sort of cluster of clubs we're in now with Leicester and Wolves and West Ham to a degree, where it's like, yeah, why, why would you not take these cups seriously if Everton do well in these cups and get, you know, go far? We are also good enough to, if we do run into a Chelsea or a Man United or someone like that in the later rounds, we can beat them. This is not like if Southampton go far they will eventually run into someone good and get put out. We showed last season that when you know we can you know we can beat Arsenal, we can beat Chelsea, we can you know we can beat um, Man United. We gave Liverpool a game sure when it's not in the league we'll actually try and beat Man City. Um but it's just a no brainer. I I do think he'll make you know some changes because you know he's always gonna the keeper one 
I've only I've got to assume that when you bring in a second choice keeper, you do say to him right up front on the table, you're going to play in League Cup games because it tends to be a, a you know continental model. Um, it's come into this league with continental managers and like you're the cup keeper and and I don't really like it because we've had bad experiences, especially last year when Stecklenburg was really poor in them. But it's like it doesn't necessarily mean that we haven't even seen Lesel play. Lossel Lesel, he could be. He could have a really good performance, but it's it seems like it's not taken it seriously by playing his second choice keeper. But he, he will have probably been told by the manager that the cup games are going to be his to a point. Um, I would change one or two others. I'd keep the bulk of the team. I'd keep a good seven players from the, te- the weekends, mate, at, at least. But I'd probably rest Richarlison because he looks like he needs it. I'd bring a Wobie in for him. Uh, Keane had start because you know he's you know it's good as chance as any to get your first game um, against sort of lesser opposition you know a little bit eased in and um, I'd bring Tom Davis in I wouldn't risk Delft before the weekend we're going to need Delft for these league games I'd bring Tom Davis in don't know who for Sigurdsson maybe maybe for Schneiderlin but that's about it I wouldn't go any further I wouldn't touch the back four I'd bring Sadibe on later in the game to give him his debut but I wouldn't start him I bring Baines on later in the game if you wanted to protect um, Luca Dean, but none of these fr- other fringe players should be starting the game because it invites the opposition to to get a big scalp. They go right, we're going to play second string players who all are well better than Lincoln City players, but they're all not as fresh as Lincoln City players. So eBay and Baines will not be in their groove the same way they will be. But if you're their players, you're gonna you're gonna say, I'm gonna beat a World Cup winner. I'm going to beat Leighton Baines, who was the best left-back in the country for, for years. You're inviting the opportunity for the opposition to get the big help because they won't win the cup. Lincoln never will. But beating us would be like winning a cup for them because they've beaten a Premier League team. So we need to take it really seriously and go for these cups because if you win one, we're in Europe, no qualifiers, and it, it's just it'll be massive for the club to win a trophy after so long. I think we need to win it just because we're on the telly. I, 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 just because that is, that's Everton again, you know it's televised. The, even the, the league plan, the league cup planners have even put it in. Right, this is going to be a scalp here. That that's that's all. That's the only reason why we're playing on playing live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they I totally fancy, agree with that. He fancy a shock. Yeah, they they've picked our one out as a potential mm-hmm. upset. So you guys are are, are I got to be honest. Uh, whenever these kinds of games come on, I'm always I'm always really conflicted because the reason I, one of the reasons I asked this question is I, I'm not completely I'm not completely sure how I feel about it but hearing you guys argue for playing a lot of the first team players and going with that it's hard to argue against that you know what I mean I think it comes from a lot of uh, a lot of it comes from frustration you know what I mean sitting there watching us put up players who normally don't start in these games and we lose because of it it happens. It's happened before. It's happened often. And I think a lot of us are just sick of it. Um, so, yeah, I get that. Uh, do I feel like it may hurt us on the injury front because we're we're dealing with some injuries already, some problems, our center midfield options? And, I mean, yeah, it's not good. We're, we're kind of starting to get a little thin on that. We are. but uh, and, I, and I do think this is the time to start Moise Keane. The time to give him his first start. Um, 
but I, I agree. I don't think now is the time to uh, mess around with the back four at all. No. You know, Sidibe is going to have to play at some point. Yeah. Um, he's going, I mean, he was on the bench last game, but, um, yeah, guys, I, I got to side with you. I'm a little concerned that I'm concerned that Silva's going to make more changes than we expect. I, I sort of think he's going to, but make four. I don't know. He'll probably change the keeper and have three outfields and I'd be all right with that. I mean, I'd prefer the keeper not to, but fully expect it to happen. Just, these are a lot of new players as well, and you know players who are trying to build up a run and build up an understanding. You don't want to be changing the back four on mass and like you know the all the key positions because you want them to have as many games as possible to you know develop that sort of formula. You want Keane and and Mina to carry on playing together so you know they can iron out mistakes like the other night and you know get you get get as familiar with each other as Keane and Zuma were. So yeah. Places you can't help it. You won't. We won't have consistent midfield for a couple of weeks because we're waiting for Delph and, and what have you but there's some things you can you can just leave alone you can leave the back four alone and just bring on Sadibe later for an mm. introduction and you can leave um, you know Gomez and the team to get that um, to get that performance out of his heads and, and so on there's some no-brainers Richarlison for example needs to needs to come out and come back in at the weekend needs that rest and Wobi was chomping at the bit. I'd play a Wobi on the right and see how we get done. That all sounds good, Terry. I'll uh, I'll tell Marco and we'll uh, we'll make that happen. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, because he listens to bearded North Carolinian. Uh, <laughs> not even real bearded. It's just stubbled North Carolinian. Yeah, he listened to me. Uh, so uh, yeah, I I gotta agree with you guys. Um, it's interesting conversation because I don't know. It's one of those where I don't. I, I always feel like a lot of the best conversations don't have like a right or wrong answer, you know. But uh, this one, I think there's a more right answer, if that makes sense. So, I'm, yeah, I trust it to you guys on that. All right, so uh, on with the quiz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for if you if you know your history, the Everton-based quiz segment that features Terry facing off against Dave in a cage match of Toffee's wit and might. I had to slow it down to make sure I didn't mess that one up. I just felt like I, I was going to flub it. I knew it. Saw it coming. All right. So uh, if you have never heard one of our quizzes, uh, congratulations, you're about to hear one. Uh, basically, these guys are going to be uh, trying to guess the starting eleven. Uh, and uh, if it continues, the subs. Actually, no, we'll, we'll throw the subs in there, too. Yeah, you can guess the subs, too, of a, a, a match from the past. All right, so I'll be telling you the match match from the past, telling you the score, and then uh, we'll start this, like, intense quiz music, and, uh, yeah, we'll go back and forth, try to work all that out. All right, uh, any questions on this, guys, or is it painfully obvious how this works? Yep, it's clear. Awesome. Wonder Bar. All right, so uh, actually, we need to we'll, we'll do the the coin toss. I have a very real fake coin here. It's very nice. That's my tails. That's my heads. It's uh, plastic. Yes. So uh, Dave, call it Head. heads or tails, sir. He says heads, and it is tails. I apologize, uh, Terry. What do you want? First or second? Go with second, please. 
second. Okay, so uh, whoever's putting this together, begin intense quiz music. <laughs> Preferably it needs to match what Dave just said, the way Dave was singing it. Uh, yeah, so... Dave, so the way this will work, guys, this is a League Cup semifinal. The first leg from January 9th or 9th of January, 2008. Chelsea 2, Everton 1. Okay? Do, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll start start with Dave. Okay. And, yeah, so begin. Who started or subbed in? Uh, right, I'll go from the back. I'm going to write this down as I'm going along here. So, okay, 2010. Uh, no, it's 2008. 2008, sorry. Uh, yes. Nigel Martin? Uh, uh, <laughs> bad start. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Nigel, Nigel Martin was not, not in there. Uh, so, Terry, how do you want to play this? <laughs> We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. I knew the second he said that. Uh, we'll try to like we, we can't have that short to quiz. Come on. But let's get out the quiz. We'll have to. Let's we'll do a mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mul- mulligan for Dave. We'll pretend like uh, that didn't happen. We'll go back in time and erase that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's... All right. Go ahead, Dave. Goal. Jesus Christ. No goal. He's in two thousand and eight. This isn't this is good for Dave. This is not a good start. Lee Cup in the internet. Tim Howard. Tim Howard? Yes. Lee Cup. This, I'm going back to Lee Cup and playing weak and frigging sides. Right. Right. Should we just say I won and we'll just don't try and name the team anyway? Yeah, follow Terry. Go on. Terry, go on. <laughs> All right, so we're going to say Terry won and we're going to keep going. All right, so. Well, Terry, you, you name him. All right, well, I've done Tim Howard, so Phil Neville. Phil Neville, yes, he did start. And, and chime in, Dave, if you want to throw something in there. If you're like, oh, yeah, I know a player I, from that I, I era, remember, what you I do. I remember that player from that era, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> stage, no sweat. Stage names, got the better of me. It's all right, it's okay. Getting stage. Uh, th- th- there's a reason why I don't actually participate in these quizzes <laughs> all right so yeah uh <laughs> so uh dave you want to throw a name out there for this one or you want terry to just keep going this time no this time oh jagielka jagielka did start yes Baines. no <laughs> i'm going home <laughs> <laughs> This is this is amazing. This is all right. Terry, Julian Lescott. Yes, he started. Play the Jackie Chan while we're doing this. (laughs) He said Neville, (laughs) Neville Jack, Howard, and Lescott were the ones that have been named so far. Now listen, this is atrocious, David. Left back. Jesus. No, come on, Terry. I'm going to give you a clue, okay? Lescott, left back. (laughs) Yeah, Lescott was the left back that day, yeah. 
No. Go on. Fill me in, Teddy. Joseph Yobo. Yes. That is correct. Arteta? <laughs> no. Is this funny if you can play it for that anymore? Oh, no. how, strong, how strong was that drink before? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm having a good time. <laughs> oh, I feel like he may have done like a Boilermaker or something. Like, you know, like, put a few shots in there. Uh, Terry, what do you got? Leon Osman? No. Yes. What wrong? There you go. There you go. I can't believe there was a there was a, was he injured because there was a match at this time and he didn't play. God. Yeah, he's not he's not even on the bench. Really, he must have been yeah. violently ill. <laughs> All right. Any others? Any others? Other other players that played that day? Uh, anybody? Fellaini did not. Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill did. Yes. How about oh. right back? Um, no, I've gone. <laughs> Tony of Hibbert. Yes. Hibbert. It's, uh, yeah. Him and the gigantic fish he had caught that day. Started, <laughs> apparently. <It's laughs> so you got uh, one, two, three, four more starters, and only one sub came in Pina? for that one. Who? Pina. Pinar, no. Um, <laughs> any, any guesses as far as... Uh, what were you saying? Sorry, I was just going to say Louis Saha. No. Yakubu. Yakubu, yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? He actually uh, he actually scored. He had... Uh, apparently, we fed the yak that day. Yeah. 64th minute. Um, three more starters and one sub that came in for the Yak. Kevin Morales? No, sir. Jack Robo? Uh, no. Hmm. Interesting. Darren Gibson? No, sir. Oh. Uh, Toffee Blues Quizmaster John, this was a doozy. I'm just saying. <laughs> James Vaughn. James Vaughn was on the bench. Was on the bench. Okay. Victor Nietzsche. Play. A came in. He was the only sub. Came in for the yak in the 89th minute. So three more players played. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anyone now. I'm thinking of players from that era, but a lot of them I remember buying. We bought off the back of selling Lescott, so I can't say anyone like Billy Letanov or anyone like that. So let me think. Right. Uh, I was going to name the rest of the subs that were on the bench, and maybe that would get you thinking about the era. Okay. Uh, is it Gravison? Mm-hmm. Yep, Nuno Valente. Oh wow! And uh, I believe the backup keeper is it, uh, is it Wessels. <laughs> so, 
So we've got the back four, we've got Phil Neville, centre midfield, Tim Cahill, Yakubu. We haven't got either wing or the other centre midfielder. Nick Hardley? Yes. The other centre midfielder, okay. Yes. David is slowly finding his role here. I like it. (laughs) Who'd you say? No, not this one. I don't know. I mean, I would have swore Pina or Morales around 2008 time. Maybe not Morales, but... Um, way too early to be Donovan because the semi-final of the Cup is before January. Yeah, it's not Donovan. There's two more left. I don't know. Lars Jacobson? No. Uh, I'll give you some... Yeah, um, 2008. I was going to... You want me to give you some initials? Would that help? Yeah. <laughs> Hold it up. JM. JM. James McFadden. Yes. And there's one. And AJ. Andy uh, Johnson? No. Uh, uh, yeah, Andrew, Andy Johnson, yeah. Did he go by Andy? I, that's a yeah, he, he did. He wanted to be called Andrew Johnson, but everyone called him Andy okay. Johnson. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. Everything I looked up, because I thought it was Andy, and everything I looked up said Andrew. And I was like, wait a minute. How's this? What's, what's the deal with this? So I, I was second-guessing myself. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently uh, Sean Wright Phillips scored in the 26th minute of that one. Yakubu scored in the 64th. And then in the 90th minute was a Lescott own goal where he headed it into his own net actually no no he was out wasn't he out jumped by Sean Wright Phillips that game that would be that game he was out jumped by Sean Wright Phillips and he, he put it down as an own goal everyone was, oh really everyone was screaming as to why Lescott was out jumped by um, out jumped by Sean Wright Phillips because every, everything I saw said that it was an own goal on yeah. that. So If you watch, I, I, I remember, distinctly remember that game. I can't remember the team or the formation, but distinctly remember that goal of Westcott getting out jumped by Sean Wright Phillips. Wow. So, yeah, so do not rely on the BBC archives for, <laughs> it's for your information, like, everybody. Like the I don't, I don't rely on me and Teddy to get the team either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's weird. It's weird. I can rely on uh, on the interwebs for uh, for specifics, but then when it comes to weird situations, you guys you guys beat the internet. So congrats on that. Uh, so um, yeah, I think we got to give Terry the win on this one, uh, despite your your tenacity and and your big comeback at the end there. I think we got to got to give Terry the win on this one. Terry, what what tune do you want to? Do you want to wrangle out to and uh, put this out? Bear with me. I don't know that one. Who does that? <laughs> ah, I'm 41 dad jokes. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Every time I do that voice, it sounds like Bill Cosby. And I'm like, nope, can't do that anymore. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> um, what hair band are you bringing us today? I'm going, I'm going a bit later down the line 90s time Uh, so Ricky Martin right (laughs) (laughs) the idea of Terry doing Ricky Martin sounds like you know it's the idea of having an oral bowel movement just you know it doesn't (laughs) seem right (laughs) 
Um, I'm going to go with The Offspring Hit That. The Offspring Hit That. I know a decent amount of Offspring, but I don't know that one. You'll you'll recognize the video. It's It's got like a weird animated guy on a bike. It's one of the like 2002 like ones. It's it's not like it was a hit. It was a hit. You'll hear it and you go, oh, that, yeah. And the that, dog. I just yeah, yeah. That, that was there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that song just because I, I grew up with my first favorite band ever with the Offspring and um, that one. That hit just reminds me of, of the summer, and I've got a, an amazing farmer's tan from the sun today, so I'm in a bit of a summery mood. And I actually thought of um, All Summer Long by Kid Rock, but he's a piece of shit, so no. Um, <laughs> he's the worst idiot ever. So I've just gone with my summer, one of my summer favourites, which is uh, Hit That by The Offspring. Always makes me like yearn to be out in the sun when I hear it. Yeah, I bought the uh, one of their albums, I think my senior, junior or senior year of high school, I can't remember, bought the cassette. Nice. And it was when uh, the first song I ever heard from them was Come Out and Play, and that was uh, that was the first time I'd heard anything by them. It got released, and I was like, I love that. I listened to it before uh, before I played matches. It was on my, my pre-match mix that I would listen to, and I'd... You know, get get pumped up for games and stuff. So yeah, that Offspring. would have been a much better choice of song by the Offspring. Come out and play, for even like even for the weather and, and the football and what have you. But yeah, that. But we'll stick with hit that. But next time, <laughs> gonna be come out and play. Next time I win. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that album a lot. You know what I mean? It's uh, plus there's some there's some music on there that's very like, hey, I'm. I'm not feeling all that great. I'm not always in the best mood. Sometimes I'm down kind of music on on there, which is, you know, when you're kind of a, you know, a down teenager, that was kind of exactly what I wanted to be hearing at that time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Very cool. All right. So as as we are soothed by the the dulcet tones of the offspring – uh, it's time to end uh, the the Toffee Blues podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you are not subscribed to the Toffee Blues podcast, I uh, just yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Also, uh, if you're like, you know what, I've seen Dave on his channel before. Uh, I, I want to see what he looks like on the Toffee Blues channel to see if they put any like filters on him to kind of you know give him mustaches and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel if you want to see. Yeah. If, if, if you've been listening and you're like, I heard hear them talk about these, these shirts these guys are wearing. Yeah, YouTube channels where you can see them. All right? You can also see where I need a haircut and a shave. So, yeah, good luck with that. Um, so if you want more Dave, Falcon Blues, uh, Grand Old Team. Falcon Blues is merged with grand old team to form a Voltron the likes of which the world has never seen uh, so yeah you should check that out um, yeah Dave's all over it they're doing a lot of post match stuff as well not just the same videos they've done before they're branching out they're working with Adam there's there's some good stuff going on over there so always encourage you to check that out um, yeah and if you want uh, if you want more Terry um, you know Terry the party guy uh, sunburnt Terry uh, check check him out on uh, yeah yeah yep there it is see you, podcasters you can't see the sunburn but I'm sure you can hear the sizzle um, so there he is 
<laughs> I'm so distracted by Terry. The look on Terry's face. He was holding his forearm up and he had like this tough guy look and I can't even think when he's doing that. So, uh, but if you want more Terry. Yes. <laughs> uh, check out the Liverpool Echo fan jury. They print his words uh, as is their want. Uh, so check that out. Also, remember, hugs abound for Terry when he hits the streets. This should just be a uh, hug-a-palooza. Uh, yeah, so just saying. I want him to be a well-hugged man next time I talk to him. Uh, so <laughs> there's got to be a better way to word that, Jerry. All right, so I guess that's it. Uh, enough for uh, for the podcast. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Dave, thanks for your time, bud. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Uh, Terry, much love as always, bud. Pleasure as always. Take it easy. All right, you guys. And, uh, yeah, so let's hope uh, Wednesday goes uh, better than Friday did. All right, we're out. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to throw this note card now. Bye. Oh,